an error occurred. Please wait. We're live today on Sales Chatter. We were having a little problem there. Sorry, everybody. We we're having a little problem there going live today on Sales Chatter Positioning Chapter Two and Three: The Assault on the Mind. Brother, I love that intro. I find it so groovy, man. So groovy. There we go. The audio listeners are probably like, what the hell? Like, what the? <laughs> like, you know, we should have like one of those radio voices like, welcome to Sales Chatter with Dandy and my mom. You know, like it should be edited for that. But yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty snazzy, my man. Pretty snazzy. snazzy, snazzy one, brother. Um, so, Ryan, chapter two, the assault on the mind of positioning the battle for your mind. Um, for all of you watching and listening, this is uh, week two of our second book. Um, and Ryan, if I could, I thought about something this morning mm -hmm. and I wanted to get your take on it. And it's kind of jumping a few weeks back. Um, <laughs> and the reason I say that is I realized this morning that for the so things are starting to ramp up in our lives right we're we're, we're getting busier from both a bridger side as well as a, a logistics side as well as a of running a company side as well as managing people side like there's there's a lot of things that our team you myself and a, and a, a couple of us are really finding and um you know while we were doing the power of now um the usual thing that happens right because you're immersed in the book you're always thinking about it. You're doing these things. We're reading the chapters every week. And it's been two weeks since we stopped that book. We did the recap. And then last week we started positioning, right? Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, um, I realized this morning I need to set tr more triggers up because I'm actually stepping out of the now quite a bit. And I don't know, and I'd love to get a, a, your, your take on it as well. And I realized that this morning in the shower, remember I was telling you while we were doing the book, like every day I would feel that water hit the back of my neck and allow the goosebumps to come out. Like no matter how hot the water was, just feeling every single drop hit your head. Um, and I realized this morning, I can't remember when the last time I felt that was. So mm -hmm. I went back into the now yeah. um, during my shower and just really paid attention to how the water felt on my body, how my feet felt on the shower floor, like how the soap felt going through my hair. How, And I hadn't done that in, I, I don't know if it's been like four days, five days a week. Like I, I'm, I'm sitting here and I, I can't remember the last time, but I know I was doing it during the power of now. Yeah. So I'll ask you this, has this ever happened? And, and when you find things like that, what are some of the things you do to re-engage in that process? So to answer your question, since we've read the book, I haven't done, I haven't done that in terms of like kind of going to that autopilot, um, my drives. I, well, the first thing I had to do when we were reading the book, I had to identify areas where, you know, I'm just in autopilot. It can't be like all the time. Right. So yeah. for me, the first thing was driving, you know, so now I'm like, wow, like I've really like been listening to podcasts um, instead of like music and radio and stuff like that. And kind of go into, cause I don't know about you, Dan, but like the, if we listen to the radio, they really only play really the same five songs every half an hour anyway. So yeah. you get into that autopilot depending on your, your length of a drive. Right. Right. Um, I'm, I'm laughing only because since the power of now, I stopped listening to music in my car and I only listen to audiobooks. 
Yeah, it's it's one of the best things. And for me, it's, it's funny the, how the, we both made that flip. I had no idea you made the to. flip. Yeah, I made the flip. And you know what? Shout out to Damon if he's watching this morning. It was because of him because when I was in uh, Vancouver for a couple of days earlier this month, he, he took me around and he just had audiobooks and podcasts playing. And I simply asked him, I was like, okay, we're talking here. You know, he's showing me around the city and all that stuff. And he's like, and I was like, why aren't like, you're listening to this? Like, how come you're not like fully immersed? I always assume you have to be fully immersed. Mm. I guess for an audiobook, you really do. Um, but what he kind of said was like, I just let it play and whatever is going to speak to me is going to speak to me. Yep. Like, I'm not like having like, okay, I need to chapter one, whatever it is or, or things like yep. that. And I feel like that's where podcasts kind of really work for me on that aspect. So for me, yeah, I, I just truly, and I don't really go for drives much often, to be honest. Like I'm most of a homebody. It's usually to the gym or go to the grocery or go to Toastmasters or do a random things. So answering your question, um, everything for me, man, like it's everything is in the now. Even this morning when I was, I, I realized it too, when I was putting my jacket on the hook, because uh, like it was pretty cold. So I, I went to go put it. I was like, okay, I'm really immersed into the moment. Um, and not that autopilot anymore. So yeah, that book is um, that book has changed my life, man. I can't. I'm I'm gonna dive into a new earth and see what 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 kind of happens with it. But yeah, so to get back to the to get back to your question, um, no, not yet because I feel like. Um, but with you though, you had that trigger, right? Because you had that trigger of that you're reading the book that you should be in the now, right? And James Clear talks about that in Atomic Habits when you're building habits because that's all we're really trying to do, just build yeah. the habit of being in the now. Um, you do it environmental. Right. So even if it's something as simple as like picking up your um, shampoo bottle or, or like your your soap bottle or anything like that. Right. And for me, my triggers too, like looking at this water bottle, like if I look at this water bottle, I didn't want to see one that I could see the water level. I just want to see the thing and be like, OK, I need to drink water. You know, I need to take a sip and then you you sip, sip, sip and then you're empty. And then you go like refill it upstairs. And mm. but yeah. Cool. I appreciate that. And I'll try and. Um, I'll try and. Uh, I'm going to amp that up a bit for myself anyways, because I, I feel like I have to. So to positioning the battle for your mind, how to be seen and heard in an overcrowded marketplace. Chapter two, everyone. So the first thing that hit me with chapter two um, is something Ryan and I have been communicating and talking about for a while now. In communication, more is less. <laughs> and I, I started, it's funny you giggle, because I started giggling because in the background, so what, what some of you don't see is as we're building Bridger, as we're doing um, sequencing, as we're doing email notifications, um, we just finished the conversation of more is less. Like, how do we do more with video? Less words. Use less words to, to, to establish a point. Use less words to create motivation, to amp up, to energize, to do. And then as I go, right, the, the first, sent first words of the second paragraph is, in communication, more is less. Our extravagant use of communication to help solve a host of business and social problems has so jammed our channels that only a tiny fraction of our messages actually get through and not necessarily the most important ones either. And Ryan, I just started laughing. I'm like, Holy yeah, I started like, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you, you start perfectly. Emails first came out. It was like, if you got a, a book, nah. that, an email that was a book, it was like so happy. To, I was so happy to read it because I'm like, oh my God, we're actually communicating. Like, we've written communication. Then yeah. text takes over. And then things like Twitter, where it's X amount, you know, so you really got to get careful with the words and the characters you use. Um, and now we're getting into an age where, three word emails convert better than somebody saying, here's my specialty. This is like, it's, it's crazy how this works. What about you? 
Yeah, I like. <laughs> well, first and foremost, like, yeah, like I think that was such a, a great thing to read, and and I, and I chuckled quite a bit because like even you sent some stuff in the in the chat that I took a look at this morning. I'm like, less is more, man. This is too much, you know. And I'm like, everything that we're kind of doing around us, right? Like you look at like your T-shirt right now, like Dan. Like you know, what if your T-shirt was about that you're wearing about Baby Yoda? Baby Yoda was born in so and so, and all that stuff, right? Just like this is whatever. You you get the point. You get the point this as I'm wearing. Yeah, see, there yeah. we go. So yeah. you get the point of, of what it's trying to make. And I, for me, I think the simplest and the most effective messaging out there, because I, I know the book gets into um, what's around us and the overload of everything that we have. But, you know, I'm able to look at a half eaten apple and then associate that with apple. I'm able to look at uh, even like when we look at like groceries and stuff like that, you know, you look at banana, you know what a banana does, right? You don't need to be explained what, what a banana does. And I think mm. when we're bringing this back into like logistic sales and sales in general, have the framework there and understand your mission because everyone's kind of, you know, I would say this though. I'm loving prospecting because I'm, I'm actively prospecting again um, in my logistics business. And I love it because the bar is so low right now, you know, so I'm able to book meetings like with, with shippers and stuff like that pretty easy, just based off my, me- my messaging, you know, and it's pretty simple, you know, keep it under 50 words, make sure it's at a f- uh, fifth grade level or below reading level and have a call to action. You know, they don't care about your North America. They don't care about anything, but I'm going <laughs> up again. I'm going up against those people. I'm going up yep. against those people. And guess what, brother? I'm freaking winning right now so i think with everything dan it less is more um even for us we're tomorrow we're gonna we've been waiting on our car for about i want to say about a year and a half now um because of like the shortages and all that stuff and even still like when we go and see all the features and all these things it's like can this car drive yes okay it's we're good let's sign the paper right i don't need to get all like the heated seats and all those things are are great no no we do we do no we got the top we always get the top line like we got the hybrid coming but it's just like i'm not gonna buy a car because heads up display is there i actually find that pretty annoying and distracting yeah but it's just like for different people um, I, I just love that what they said in this book, especially when it comes to, you know, we, they get into like the information overload that we have. So, you know, we're bombarded, you know, companies out there. You've mentioned this too. And I, I remember watching the documentary on uh, Netflix about how like messaging and all that stuff is meant for us and, you know, how they're always fighting for our time, uh, the algorithm and things like that. And, you know, it's, it's a combination of, like you said, Dan, being in the now. So, um, yeah, this is a great chapter. So, one thing that I mean, there's there was two parts about this chapter, the assault on the mind, um, that really hit me because so you know the media explosion that they talk about towards the end of the chapter and so much information coming at us. I've heard that all before. Um, what I really thought was interesting was these two points. So he talks about, and so they're going into now, you know, keeping it short, keeping it succinct, keeping it. And they say the Sunday edition of a large metropolitan newspaper, like the New York times weighs about four and a half pounds and contains some 500,000 words. Okay. Mm-hmm. To read it all at an average speed of 300 words per minute would take almost 28 hours. Right. Not only would your Sunday be shot, but also a good part of the rest of your week too. So how much are you getting through? And that's not a, I'm not asking that as a question. What I'm, what I'm saying to everyone watching and listening is think about that for a second when you, when you're writing your emails or when you're trying to communicate with somebody, think of how you're reading emails. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you when I get to the second paragraph, they don't get to the point. I, I disappear. And that's yeah. even DMs, LinkedIn messages, everything. Videos and then the too. second, 
part, sorry, Ryan. And then the second part of this that is truly powerful is when he says, consider this, the Lord's prayer, 56 words. Okay. Mm -hmm. One of the most powerful documents ever. The Gettysburg address, another massively powerful, 266 words. The yeah. 10 commandments, 297 words. The declaration of independence, 300 words. And then he says, just for, for good, for good sake, he says, and a recent U.S. government order setting the price of cabbage, 26,911 words. So, right, think of that, the Gettysburg Address, the Lord's Prayer, the Ten Commandments, all short. Like, yeah. I didn't realize the Lord's Prayer is only 56 words. And, and think of that. How many people find salvation in the Lord's prayer? How many people say it every day? How many people does that, is that the, the framework for their life? 56 words. That to me showed the massive power of the right words in the right format. Yeah. And it feels like it's just, uh, it's just the opposite of what we're trained to, especially when it comes to school, right? So anybody who goes through the, the post-secondary um, education, you know, when you're in university, I had a friend who had to do a 20,000 word um, essay for his master's, you know, and yes. he just got his, he just got back his mark. So we're always kind of told like when we're writing essays and we're doing those framework for the essays, oh man, like. I feel like we've gone to, I don't know what the educational system is like now, but when I was in school, it was more of, okay, you got to hit the marks. You know, you got your criteria and you've got to hit like the 500 words. They don't really care about the messaging too much. Obviously yeah. it's got to flow properly. Right. But that's when you start adding filler words, right. Or yes. like the additional stuff just yep. to get that like 500 or just to get to the word count essentially. So when we are trained like that uh, throughout our whole lives, because we're in school longer than for that that's basically our whole lives at that point when we're at a different stage and when we come out here and we're like okay well okay if i can do that if i got to write an essay you know let's put that into an email or let's put that into there and mm. like i've always said i've always kind of preached you know if the way i consume emails the way i consume content is on my phone so if the if it's a video that is like five seconds or ten seconds and it hasn't hooked me yet i'm just gonna scroll to the next one or if it's an email that's way too long like there's been times like being with, because we're with bridger and we have our own company now um i don't know what's going on with lead gen i can't blame them because we do the same but i'm getting hit all over the place with lead gen people from i got hit with one for security cameras yesterday uh yeah. that they want to send us a free trial and you know i'm looking at these emails and i i might sound like a douche by saying this but i literally reply and i was like hey go i literally send a link to like lavender free trial and i was like do better emails and then i give them that link um and send that over to them because your messaging has to be clear and concise you know our podcast here is you know we're not trying to give everything today's episode is we're talking about chapter two if you want to talk about chapter one go to last week or if you want to talk about chapter five if you've read this book wait a couple of weeks right so it's just mm -hmm. like it has to be clear and concise and it has to hit that person because now is the most valuable time to get people's time it's yeah. really hard. It's really yeah. hard. And people like to complain like, oh, you're not doing anything anyways. Like people assume if you work from home that you have all the time in the world. I'm more busy than I'm than I was in an office, you know. And so with that being said, understand that people need to be able to express themselves in a clear, concise way so that they can get their message across. Uh, mm -hmm. We look at videos. I'm looking at content creation right now. And I'm like one of my friends, she's blown up right now on TikTok. Like, brother, she's like literally like blowing up right now, getting brand deals, doing coaching. And she's just followed a simple three framework, you know, which is let me get a hook. 
Let me tell a story and let me have a call to action. And she follows it and she's consistent every single day with it. Um, but just coming back to here, like the cabbage thing was kind of funny about the 26,000 words because, you know, we overcomplicate or we try to compare. Right. So it's just like sometimes I've received like really good emails. I'll copy it and paste it and and I'll look at it and I'll be like, OK, what did they do well here? What did I actually do that? And Dan, what about you in terms of now being more intentional with like your scrolling, um, with the way you consume content? Because now I've switched from consuming content to studying content. Um, mm. So that's one thing that I'm like, OK, what made me get here so well? You know, like you mm. talked about the Lord's Prayer only being 56 words. You know, you could have told me today that the Lord's Prayer is 200 words. I would I don't even know what the Lord's Prayer is um, myself. But that is such an amazing thing to say, because like you said, it's people live their lives based off of this. And it's only 56 words, you know, who can't learn 56 words. I, I, I don't know. And Ryan, you hit. Good Lord. I mean, we should have mic dropped and closed out on that. Uh-huh. You, you hit. You hit one of the biggest points. I've been asking myself, where do, where does all this come from? Where, where does the, the the desire to use techno babble? Where does the desire to try and explain everything that we inside go? Oh my God! Somebody wants to hear this. They don't want to hear it. Where where does that come from? I'm a grade nine dropout, right? So I don't even have high school, and I was trained with filler words. I was trained that. You have to write a 25-word essay. What if I can get all the points, hit that essay, and like knock it out of the park in 80 words? Why can't we? And I'm I'm inside, I'm swirling right now because I've you've just made like an aha, the sky's open, the sun shine down, and I'm like, ah, you just really brought something to light for me. And you know, I look at it and I say grade nine education, and it's taken me this long now. I'm in my mid forties to try and eliminate those words. Mm. Like talk about being ingrained and, and like, just, you know, subconsciously being trained. Um, it's blowing my mind right now, brother, like unbelievable. I'm, I'm, I'm actually lost. And you know what, to, I don't even, brother, I don't even know where to go from here. I mean, what you just said, if anyone's (laughs) watching or listening, rewind to what Ryan just said. It's probably some of the most powerful information you will get to identify where this comes from. Because you might not understand. And Ryan just gave you the literally the golden key to understanding. Now that we know where it came from, we know how we can change it. There we go. And that, uh, brother, thank you. I love you, man. That is unfriggin' real that you just did that. Yeah, no, we, we look at we look at our schools and it's a system, like you said, even grade nine dropout and things like that. Um, we're we're already so, programmed. It's programmed. It's That's programmed what, but for life. It's programmed for life because we've been <laughs> doing it every single day, Monday through Friday from eight to two or whatever it is. Yeah. That whole time that we're there, we spent more time with our teachers than we did with our own families at that point. And there's nothing wrong yeah. with that. I, I'm pro school, by the way. I want to make that known. Um, but with that being said, I think with 
there's a way to kind of let's say challenge it or kind of have like your own opinion like i know when i was a kid i couldn't go to social media and find my own opinion because it wasn't around you know our social media dan was going to the library and what opinions are you really going to get from the library right because i don't know for me when i was in high school i wanted to read like cool books i never like i didn't read like self-help books and like business books and all that stuff maybe i should have maybe i'd be a billionaire right now right but you know from from this and coming back to this book because i i really liked this chapter what he was talking about you know their consistency and messaging you know they, they was talking about like the advice of you know you got to have consistency in everything you do because it reinforces the chosen position in your customer's mind over time right so if you're consistent every single day if you're prospecting every single day your customer is going to see every friday let's say they get a load dropped on them every friday you know and they still won't work with you but if you show up every single friday for them they see that you know, you consistently say that, you know, if I was to, I, here's a converting email that I would probably send right now. Hey, did your carrier just cancel your load saying that their truck broke down, you know, on a Friday, you know, and you're, you're scrambling, you know, take the, take the scrambling out of what you're kind of doing right now. And I thought this was awesome because I'm really enjoying this advertising book, but this is, I hate, and I want to take off labels too, because when I got this book, I thought it was an advertising book. This is really, I'm treating all books, including power. Now, this is just a life book. You know, yeah. this is just a reference book. This is just a manual um, because there's so many cool things that are in here. You talk about what customer centric positioning. Um, I think they get into the concept of positioning in chapter two. Dan, can you elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah. So um, um, so what chapter two is. So chapter two um, pretty much goes through. Uh, it's actually the positioning starts in chapter three more than chapter two. Chapter two is more setting up chapter three so and the reason i say that is it talks about things like that new york times um newspaper five hundred thousand words you know how many thousands of words are in are in documents and legal documents when literally the most some of the most powerful reading material is less than you know three four hundred words um they talk about like george bush ted kennedy and the voices that you talk about like a grade three level they go into that um, they talk about, then they, then they go into more of the media side of it, of the explosion. We have so much information coming at us yeah. because this is the assault on our mind and where, and listen, one of the biggest things to take away from this book. And I guess in general, attention is everything. Yes. Time with people is everything. And this is what this is setting us up for. And then when we go into chapter three, getting into the mind, that's where they take, here's what every mind is being bombarded with. Here's how you get in. So next week's going to be a great, great week because we've gone through the product explosion. We've gone through the advertising explosion. And now we're getting into how do we get our way into the mind of our prospects of the people we're trying to sell to the people we're trying to communicate a message to. So that next week actually is, excuse me, Ryan, is where we dig into that. Now, I know originally we were going to go two and three today, but we only have time for two. Okay. So any closing remarks that you can think of, Ryan? Because I'd love for you to drop a bomb here. Oh, well, no, you're, you're putting some high expectations, but I'm just thinking about how books are in general. And I want everybody to understand whatever you're doing sales or you're doing anything, starting a business or doing anything else, realize that the first two chapters and realize what chapter you are in your business or your life look at those chapters because the first two chapters of this book has really been setting the ground foundation they didn't start this book with like okay let's get into positioning you know the book is called positioning but it's, it's hooking me right so we've read through two chapters already and we haven't figured out what positioning actually is mm -hmm. you know so understand that when you're setting out your emails you're doing your calls do that set the framework don't lead with chapter three right away lead with like chapter one or two like give them yeah. the framework let them feel what they feel and then 
kind of going through the process.